Welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting to you from the sunny city of Orlando, Florida. I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and a guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at UpMyInfluence.com. So if you know any small business owner friends, startups, entrepreneurs, have them check me out. I can help them. Now, I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'll be covering how to avoid costly repairs to your car. I'm going to share a chair that curbs sitting disease, if you've heard of that. No, you don't have to do a stand-up desk you can actually use this chair I found, and I love it. I'm sitting in it right now. I'm not going to reveal what it is until a little bit later because I can't wait. I actually, I've got the founder. I'm going to talk to him about it. I love it, love it, love it. Also, we're going to talk about making the most of gift cards. I want to make sure you save and earn a lot, a lot, a lot of money. You got to do that right. So anyway, with that, let's get going. During cold weather, it's easy to neglect your vehicle and push it without giving it the love and care you should. Now, here are six car maintenance things to do now to avoid cost of repairs to your car later. Number one, get your brakes checked. Now, in winter, especially, you don't want your brakes to be too worn to stop safely. Now, beyond that, you never want to get to where you can hear any kind of grinding. At that point, you could already be damaging brake components. Now, many garages will inspect your brakes for free and tell you if you need an adjustment or replacement. And although having brake work done can be around a few hundred dollars, maybe a couple hundred dollars if you find a good shop, it's still way less expensive than an accident due to worn brakes. Number two, keep the tires inflated to the recommended pressure. I'm a nut about this. I mean, it doesn't, I'm not like monk about it, but <laughs> like I love making sure that my tires are inflated. Now, I, I, it's cool. My new car actually has the PSI indicator on the uh, inside the car itself it's it's a setting it's a button i could push and i just keep it on that one all the time so i could see what the uh, tires are inflated to again don't be me all right but be you be interested in making sure that you've got good tire pressure and here's why underinflated tires cannot properly absorb bumps or potholes in the road, causing additional strain on struts and ball joints, as well as the rims and tires themselves. Underinflated tires flatten or flex out to the sides in ways not intended, so tire wear is affected along with handling, which can worsen even more in slick conditions, making driving dangerous. An inexpensive tire gauge and dropping 50 cents in the air pump at the gas station goes a long way to preventing costly repairs or tire replacement. I would recommend, again, talk to your mechanic, but I, what I would do is I would be checking that tire pressure every 60 to 90 days. Um, some people might do it more. And again, it's really, really easy if you just keep that little tire gauge uh, in your glove box and maybe just remember like, oh, it's the first of the month or whatever. And next time you're getting gas, just go ahead and pop off all those little what are those called? You know, the screw on the tire thing and you unscrew them. The caps. Yes, the caps. Thank you. 
Number three, we're going to change the oil. Now, especially in cold temperatures, fresh oil can be the difference between a smoothly running engine and one that struggles. Oil moves differently through the engine at different temperatures, and if your engine is not getting enough oil to keep everything well lubricated, friction results and causes parts to wear out, warp, or just plain break. Look, this is serious. Keeping up with routine recommended oil changes can help prevent expensive part replacement. With plenty of quick change oil places and price ranges to choose from, get some recommendations from friends and family if you don't already have a go-to shop. Now, on average, you'll spend around $30 for an oil change, more if you need more oil or anything specialty, or less if you can get a deal or use a coupon. Now, of course, you could also learn to do it yourself and save some of the cost, but don't forget that you'll also need to dispose of the used oil in an eco-friendly manner. And finally, pick a reputable oil change location that will show you maintenance you truly need, but doesn't upsell you on things you don't need at that time. Number four, get the engine tuned up. Now, having a good mechanic look over everything from the belts and hoses to the spark plugs, then changing out things that look worn can prevent actual engine work later on. Now, your vehicle may also need fluids topped off before damage occurs. If your mechanic is able and willing to check the whole vehicle while already doing the tune-up, take that offer as it may identify other potential issues before they become costly repairs. Now, even though tune-ups can be pricey maintenance expenditures, they're worth it to increase the vehicle's lifespan, improve your gas mileage, and avoid larger issues down the road. Number five, have the tires rotated. Slippery roads are better navigated with tires that are regularly rotated to wear more evenly. Now, on top of that, uneven tires can put you at risk for a blowout or could even affect the car's alignment, resulting in the need for alignment work. Now, having your tires rotated typically costs less than $20 as opposed to the cost of an alignment, which can be anywhere from over double that to eight times as much, depending on what you need done and your vehicle model. Now, while you're getting your tires rotated, a trusty mechanic will also inform you if you do need an alignment, which can happen just from regular vehicle use or even from hitting too many nasty potholes. Finally, the inexpensive cost to rotate your tires can keep your tire warranty valid, where neglecting it in some cases can void your warranty. So make sure your tire plays, you know what the rules are. And number six, Take the car through a wash. Now this one, you only want to do on a warmer day above freezing with enough time for the car to fully dry before temperatures dip at night. Now car washes force water into places like door and window seals and you don't want that residual water to freeze and cause damage. Now choose a wash with a good drying portion of the service and then park and finish by opening the doors and windows and hand drying the seals yourself. Or even spring for one that hand dries the vehicle for you. A $10 car wash once or twice a month to remove salt and residue from the road can dramatically lengthen the life of your car by slowing corroding of all those metal parts. And I would like to say, like in terms of car detailing as well, one YouTuber that I really, really love and my boys love as well is Chris 
Fix and go look him up on YouTube. Uh, he has just so much great information in terms of like getting scratches out and working on cars interior, exterior, um, some performance stuff. Really, really good YouTuber. So anyway, go check that out. Uh, I want you to enjoy your ride. I, I, I don't want you to accumulate a lot of unnecessary expenses. I want you to be able to drive uh, comfortably and uh, enjoy your abundant life. <laughs> All right, we've got Patrick Harrison from Core Chair in Ontario, Canada. How are you, sir? Hey, Josh. Great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I am so excited to talk about this product because it's a fact that Americans and, and people the world over spend a lot of time sitting. Is that right? That's a fact. We spend far too much time sitting, and it is hazardous to our health for certain. Why is that? The biggest problem is that when, we, when we're sleeping at night, we don't move, and that's fine because we're re we are recovering and we need to have a recovery. But when we don't move during the day, it has a couple of deleterious effects on our health. The first one being that it affects our blood glucose regulation and it affects our vascular reactivity. So by blood glucose, I mean that we don't produce enough insulin, so we end up having too much glucose in our system, and that can lead to a number of things obviously obesity and potentially even into problems such as diabetes. Vascular reactivity is our body's response to gravity for the most part. So if we're not moving, then our blood vessels are less inclined to react to anything. So it's almost like you're in a, a sedentary state similar to sleeping. And so it has an effect on how your blood is flowing through your system, how you're getting blood and nutrients to your essential organs for digestion and all the other functions that you require, as well as thinking. Those two things are kind of huge contributors to what has become known as the sitting disease, which is actually the sedentary disease. Wow. And, and this is actually something that's become quite more well-known uh, over the past five years in particular. You're, you're hearing about it more and more in the media. And I think people are just becoming aware that particularly, I'd say that there are fewer jobs that require us to be on our feet, and there are many more jobs that require us to be on our seats. Yes. And that's a really good uh, point of reference, Josh, because Probably, as you put it, five to 10 years ago, it was becoming more prevalent in the media that uh, sitting disease is an issue. It got coined with phrases such as sitting is the new smoking. For a lot of regular people, you're concerned about your health. So the immediate reaction was to go to standing. And now we have sit-stand desks and standing desks. And now the research is coming out that says it doesn't matter whether you sit or you stand, you have to keep moving. Interesting. So what else can we do? Well, there's a number of things that you can do. For, uh, for starters, I'm a big proponent of sit-stand desks. I think somebody should try to keep changing their position as much as possible throughout the day. Uh, to be able to change from a sitting to a standing position is really important if you can do it. And when you're just going through that activity, you're fighting gravity and you're putting what is actually a good demand on your body. And you have to keep in mind what, what the tolerance is. We're more naturally inclined to sit when we're performing a task. We can stay more focused. We can get into a more relaxed functional position if we're seated properly. But the big trick is, is that when you're sitting, you need to keep moving. And when you're standing, you need to keep moving. So this is why core chair is kind of a pretty cool innovation because it addresses movement while you're sitting. Beyond that workspace environment, what I really encourage people to do is to 
park the car further away from their office door so that they can add some more walking, have walking meetings, drink a lot of water so that you stay hydrated, but it also makes you go to the bathroom more often. So Patrick, tell me more about the core chair. And by the way, spoiler alert, I've actually been using the core chair for about three weeks now. So I've got my own experience with it. But just for those listening, this is something that you invented and it's pretty ingenious because I think we've seen, especially there's a, there's a scene from the office when Dwight comes in and he's sitting on and a big exercise ball, and he's bouncing up and down while he's working. And Jim asks him how much he paid for the exercise ball. <laughs> and then he kind of does some calculations in his head. And he goes, Yeah, that's worth it. And he goes over with a pair of scissors and goes and pops it. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what what you've invented, it, it takes the best out of what I think was available if you really wanted to sit on an exercise ball, uh, but it quite improves on it. Yeah, in fact, uh, it was the exercise ball that, that inspired the initial design of the core chair. What I was observing was that there was a number of people, like a lot of people, that were actually intuitively taking an exercise ball to the office to replace their ergonomic office chair because they knew that they needed to add more movement to their day. Uh, the problem is an exercise ball is great for the therapy clinic. It's great for the gym. It's great for short burst interventions, physical interventions not very good as an office chair. Main reason being that it doesn't provide good postural support. So an exercise ball in a lot of environments, uh, companies won't let them in because they, they do have a liability issue. They have a tendency to roll. And there's also a tendency uh, for falling off of it for various reasons. And maybe even somebody with a pair of scissors that could uh, add some havoc to that. <laughs> And what I'd like people to do is uh, you can go to Core Chair, and you really need to see it to kind of appreciate exactly how this works. But can for our radio or podcast listeners, could you kind of explain how the Core Chair operates? Sure. So what we did was we realized that to really make this effective, we had to make it something that was really compatible with an office setting. So by taking the the, the typical base of a chair with casters on it and a height adjustable gas cylinder. We then spent the majority of almost eight years developing this product in designing and patenting a mechanism that would have a pivot point immediately beneath the user's center of balance. And this pivot point allows movement up to 14 degrees in all directions. So it gives good, safe mobility of the hips, the pelvis, and the spine. Uh, you don't want to go too far, so that's why the limit becomes to 14 degrees. Uh, and then it has an adjustable resistance on it. So you can actually tone it down so it doesn't move quite so freely, or you can actually lock it down so it doesn't move at all. It has a sculpted seat uh, so that it gives you very, very good comfort on your on your bottom, accommodates your sit bones and your hips. Uh, and it also has a low back support so you snug it up to the back of your pelvis. So it basically embraces your pelvis from below and behind. It kind of controls your, your pelvis as your base or your foundation like you would with your house and allows movement below and above the pelvis. So it allows more freedom of movement in everything that you do throughout your day. And, and what is the outcome? What, what does this then do for the user? So probably the greatest feedback that we have, which wasn't something that we necessarily set out to do in the first place, was it provides tremendous relief for back pain. Uh, a lot of times people have back pain from sitting because they assume a position where their pelvis tilts backwards and their low back or their lumbar spine flattens, 
And then that causes their whole spine to go into what's called an anterior flexion or a C-curve of their spine. And their head ends up hanging out in front of their chest, uh, which means that their neck muscles have to work harder to hold their head up. By using the core chair design, it's intended to embrace the pelvis, promote more upright vertical pelvis position, more extension in the spine as it travels up to your head and neck. So put your body in balance. That reduces the pain and strain within your intervertebral joints and all the supportive muscles around it. And then by incorporating movement, it just keeps the blood flowing, keeps the muscles stimulated, keeps the intervertebral discs, that gelatinous material in between the discs or in between the vertebrae, keeps those hydrated. Uh, especially if you get older, they tend to get dried out. So it's important that, uh, that they stay hydrated. So my experience, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not as though, and I, I keep mine set, and I'll explain m- m- some of my own experience here with this in just a moment, but um, just in trying to understand what's going on here, I keep it set on the loosest setting, which you know you kind of work your way up to if you want. But me, I'm kind of an overachiever, so <laughs> I, I want kind of maximum results. But here's what I experienced is it's not as though I'm experiencing these giant wobbles back and forth, but it's these little micro movements. It's almost like having your hands on the steering wheel and you're constantly kind of just very, very gently kind of back and forth, left and right. And so that's kind of what I experienced is all these little micro movements forward, backwards, left, right. And over the course of an entire day, I don't really have to think about it much. But at the end of the day, I feel like particularly in my obliques as if I just did maybe a session of Pilates or yoga during that day. Am I imagining things? No, that's a brilliant observation, Josh. I think the key thing about this isn't that you need to be uh, assuming it's, its use as you would an exercise ball in the gym. The idea is that by having subtle movements continuously throughout your day, you're actually elevating your metabolic output. We did a study at the Mayo Clinic and Arizona State University, and what they found was just by using the chair as you've described it, just subtle little movements, you actually burn up to 20% more calories uh, as compared to a traditional chair. And we did a further study at Guelph University that showed that that subtle little movement actually reduces swelling in your ankles and calves, uh, which is indicative of increased blood flow. And it just takes a little bit. The Mayo Clinic actually has certified this under their NEAT program, N-E-A-T, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis, big acronym for just keep on moving. Basically, what that program suggests is if you can add just a subtle little bit of movement, as you've described, continuously throughout your day, it's far more superior to actually getting up and moving around. Although I qualify that by saying I still encourage getting up and moving around because it uses larger muscle groups and you'll get even more benefit out of that. Yeah. Patrick, in my experience, I've got, I actually have three office chairs in my office just because I'm, I'm really picky because I, I work at the computer a lot and, and I'm definitely on the higher end of that average in terms of my potential to sit, which is why I try anytime I'm on the phone, I, you know, I try to get up and walk around and pace around that sort of thing. But inevitably, I'm just going to spend a lot of time on my seat. And, and in my experience, I, I'll just tell you, I mean, regardless of, you know, review or not, I mean, this is this is the perfect office chair in, in my experience, just simply because of the experience, how I feel at the end. I, I don't feel 
uh, fatigued in my lower back, and and I actually feel like I've engaged my core. So you know, I, I have a satisfying feeling as if I just did something good, and not an achy feeling like I was just relying on you know my skeleton or joints to support bad posture all day. So. I love what you've invented. And the reason that I really wanted to introduce you to my Savings Angel audience is I'm a really big fan of multitasking and like getting savings when it's really easy or getting value when it doesn't require a huge shift in your uh, lifestyle. And this absolutely fits within that is how can you keep doing what you're doing sitting, but how can you get maximum value out of that condition, that condition of sitting. So I absolutely love what you've created. You were featured on Dragon's Den, in fact, in Canada, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank, and and they seem to like what you developed. Yeah, that was uh, a great experience, primarily for the exposure. Uh, The outcome of that was uh, phenomenal in terms of the number of chairs that we sold. I I think the, the response from the Dragons in this case was very favorable to the product. That's excellent. So you have four different models that that people can find. And again, the website that you want to go to is corechair.com. And you have what's nice is you've got lots of videos. You you really explain the science quite well. You know, certainly one of those things, if, you know, say there's a, uh, a spouse listening and they know that their loved one sits quite a bit and they complain about back pain, or uh, this sounds like something that would be a, a great fit. Boy, what, a, what an amazing gift of, of love that this would be. I second that. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for uh, for spending this time with us. I'd like to have you back again because I'd really like to talk a little bit more about ergonomics specifically. Um, you know, it's my mission to help people to enjoy a more abundant life, and if you can do so in a way that fits with your lifestyle by just making small, seemingly insignificant changes by how you sit and how you live your life and 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 the choices you make and and you can get maximum value and benefit out of it. I'm a huge fan. So thank you so much for joining us, for for sharing some some great wisdom, you know, kind of sharing the problem of sitting disease and and then offering a, a great solution that can help our listeners uh, to be able to get better value out of that sitting time. Thank you so much, Pat. Well, you're very welcome, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Now, I want to thank Patrick Harrison of Core Chair for coming on the show. And again, disclosure, he offered to give me a free Core Chair. So that's kind of, you know, again, I should probably, just to be safe, I should disclose that. Uh, I will tell you again, I mentioned this. I am sitting in my Core Chair right now. I absolutely, absolutely love it. At the end of the day, I feel engaged. And so it's like free crunches, I feel like. So anyway, thank you again to Patrick Harrison uh, for coming on and sharing his amazing invention, the core chair. Now, gift cards are a go-to gift for every gift giving occasion. Now, let's talk about stretching gift cards. Now, some restaurants, retailers, and entertainment businesses like Ruby Tuesday offer bonuses when you buy a gift card. Now, these bonus gift cards are a perfect way to have a dual-purpose purchase. Buy a gift card to use now and the bonus card on your next visit. Now, you can also use coupons with your gift cards. Even if you get a deal on your gift card, it is still treated like any gift card when you use it. It's currency. 
right? So you can check sources like Groupon.com for coupons and specific discounts to use for your gifts or evening plans. Now, let's talk about how you can get discounts on gift cards. Number one, Use your swag bucks. This is easy, free money. It's so easy. It's so free. It's silly if you're not using it. It's all you have to do is just have the browser thing installed and just check out swag bucks when you make this purchase, okay? Because it's free money you wouldn't get otherwise. Now, if you've been accumulating swag bucks, it's time to cash them in. Certain gift cards are even on sale right now, so you can get even more with your swag bucks. And if you don't have swag bucks yet, you can still save on gift cards by buying them from either mygiftcardsplus.com, which is powered by swag bucks, and you get cash back on every card they offer. Plus, if you need a last-minute gift or you want to save on upcoming plans, you can usually find gift cards that are immediately printable, so you can have it in hand in minutes. Now, if you loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute and leave a five-star review in iTunes? By doing so, you, my friend, have the power to get this podcast out to more people and help me spread this message of abundance. The higher our rating, the more we're noticed. And as always, if you have any specific questions or if there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, have my crack team of investigators and I research, you can drop me a comment in the podcast feedback, write me on my Facebook group, or call my secret podcast podcast hotline. It's 407. You can punch it in right now. 407-205-9250. And you can leave me a message. I'm going to answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. With that, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening. Absorb bunts, bunts, bunts.